the key thing was that I didn't understand what I should do. And there wasn't. I didn't enough. either. Uh, until okay. I found the sleeping bag. <laughs> right. So that was, so it was just that. So I had like an urge. I would get erections. I would be, so I would have like fantasies. I would fantasize, stuff like that. I'd For like, sure. Oh, I didn't, I remember I just, didn't exactly know what I was fantasizing about though. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is mostly in good faith, but often controversial. We have a healthy set of topics today, including a gentleman who discovers he likes the smell of his partner's ass, whether mm. watching a partner masturbate is awkward, why so many women don't masturbate, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Are you going to throw your hat into the Speaker of the House ring? No, I, I, uh, I don't think I could get elected. I'm I don't not, think uh, anybody can. I'm not a member of either a political party, either major one anyway. I saw a rumor that Arnold Schwarzenegger could be speaker. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly like an organizational role, so I'm not sure that would make sense. No. Meaning, it, yeah. This whole thing is sort of preposterous at this point. But yeah, Scalise yes. says, says he's out. He's withdrawing. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's withdrawing from consideration. So I guess we're down to Jordan and McCarthy now. I think it would be all right if it was AOC, just because she's sort of attractive. <laughs> uh, she is very pleasant to look at. Yeah. Um, all right. This isn't a politics podcast, for better or worse. Uh, do you have any banter for today, or should I get into these topics? Well, I sent you that link about the sugar dating. Did you did you read or oh, read that thing about the sugar dating situation? Uh, it's basically a woman no. who was describing her. Uh, kind of life uh, as a sugar baby and sort of, you know, talking about it uh, as a, as a positive thing. Um, what she, she posts her, she, she posts content she on TikTok. Um, I mean, I think the numbers are high. Okay. Uh, let's see. I can, I can read some part of it. I can put the link to this in the uh, show notes as well. Okay. Uh, let's see. When she was 19, she moved to New York city to be an actor uh, struggling to make ends meet. So she tried working conventional jobs, blah, blah, blah. But her friends and her decided to become sugar babies. And this was in 2015. I think I already said that. Okay. Uh, so, you know, she started talking to sugar daddies. Um, and yeah, I mean, now she lives in Los Angeles and is writing a TV show about being a sugar baby. Um, and she basically, you know, here there's a poll quote that says people often have negative perceptions about sugar babies, but it gives me financial freedom and social connections. Uh, okay. So, I mean, essentially she's very pleased with the, oh yeah. And, and of course she's now posting on TikTok to destigmatize sex work and address misconceptions. I'm not sure what, I don't think, I think people have fairly reasonable conceptions about what sex work is like. They call it being a spicy worker, by the way. Oh, because, because you're not allowed to say sex. sex. Right. Okay. That's right. I think that, so one of the things I would say about this is that this is a woman who I think is more. So I think that I think that there are two different concepts that get conflated in the world of sugar dating, mm -hmm. uh, which is essentially some of them are basically escorts and some of them are, I, I think there's kind of like a, a divide. Some of them are escorts and some of them are looking for a relationship. Yes. So, and, and it really is like a question of whether they would prefer to have one guy they're dating, whether there's money involved or not versus kind of a plethora of guys. Uh, and this woman is making it pretty clear that she's on the... She wouldn't like me saying this, but maybe she wouldn't care, but on the escort side of that. Why divide. do you say that? Or is her average encounter 
uh, brief. Because she's describing herself as a, she's she's destigmatizing sex work, describing talking about what it means to be a sex worker and stuff like that. So I mean, she's essentially viewing okay. herself in that category. Okay, I, I guess I propose a different divide. There's okay. a divide between being mercenary, so <laughs> doing it mostly for the money, and doing it mostly for the company. And uh, I think hmm. seeking seeking arrangement is trying to sell that there are a bunch of women who you know just need a little bit of money to get over the hump to meet you and then afterwards you'll basically be dating you know boyfriend girlfriend type thing um, is that what they're selling because i thought this there, there was a strong presumption there that there would be ongoing financial remuneration provided to the young lady well i think it depends <laughs> well sure i know it depends in in, in real life i'm just saying that that I don't think anybody thinks that basically you would pay one flat fee and then date the woman for three years or something. I, I think a lot like... of guys would sign up if that were the way it was. Okay. So I've been using Seeking since, I mean, 2017 or something. All right. And I've still never paid anybody to meet me. And I am able to, I mean, I've dated a number of people that I've met on that site. And so- you know, I, I do think, and if I were willing to pay people to meet me that initial time, I could probably have dated even more people. Now, I have some various privileges. For example, I'm decent looking, and I think a lot of the men on Seeking are not decent looking and are married or have an STD or have various issues with them. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that this notion of, uh, you know, paying to get access to a woman you might not actually have access to, and then seducing them is possible. Now, I don't know how often that happens versus how often things are more like an escort type relationship. Sh certainly, there's lots of things that are much closer to prostitution going on on seeking. Um, right. But I just don't know, you know, what what the percentages are. Um, but yeah, like most of these women who talk about, you know, they've been a sugar baby for a long time and they've, you know, had lots of sugar relationships and they've made, you know, pretty good money. I think, I, I mean, they would, they would argue that they're not escorts. They would, uh, there's something like, I think they would probably on average like to date men for like a month and then move on. Really? You think that? Uh, oh, okay. Be, and that's right. You're you're basically just saying they'd like to be an escort with a lower body count. Yeah, I think that's right. Like they, well, and I think generally the men are probably not willing to pay as much after a month goes by. Things start to so normalize. They could go find somebody else. This is sort of topical as uh, somebody most very recently won the one point something billion dollar jackpot in the Powerball. Uh -huh. When people win the lottery, large amounts of money, there is some percentage of people who say, I'm not going to quit my job. I'm going to I love what I do. I'm going to keep doing it. What percentage of <laughs> women who are escorts do you think would say that if they won the lottery? They keep being escorts. Uh, huh. I, uh, your intuition is almost all of them would quit escorting. 
Yes. Um, I, I actually think all of them would. <laughs> I actually think it's identically all of them. Okay. And, and let's in, invert the sexes for a moment. So let's say okay. there's a man that somehow has carved out a life for himself where he's, you know, having sex with different women all the time and they're paying him to do so. And then he wins the lottery. I can imagine him saying, I love my job. I'm going to keep doing this uh, until I can't anymore. Um, so uh, I can imagine there's a woman who enjoys doing sex work, but I, I take your point. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so I think that, yeah, I think it's, whereas it is it is a thing that, you know, obviously there are jobs that people enjoy doing. It's not, uh, yeah. this is just sort of unusual. Um, that makes sense. Have you, uh, have you read about Tinder select? Uh, I've heard about it. Is this the thing that's like a thousand dollars a month or something? It's $499 per month. You have to be invited to it. And the, the key is that it, uh, of course it's aimed at men. Uh -huh. And the key is that it, it basically gives you access, some sort of privileged access to the, uh, most sought after female profiles. So it's well, essentially. I think it's essentially turning Tinder into a sugar dating app, at least it's, on some level. It's inverting. I, I, I mean, that that basically just states that most men don't have access to the most eligible bachelorettes. Sure. I mean, okay. But I mean, it's... it's well, we know that has to be the case because yes. we know that there's far more men on Tinder than there are women, and men swipe far more than women swipe. So there's just like... You just even if you wanted to line up all the nine men with all the nine women, you you couldn't do it because there's a math problem. Right, 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 right. But, so then you just take money. Well, I mean, what yeah, I've read if about you make that them is, pay to play. That's smart. Yeah, I've seen people arguing that it's just a signaling mechanism. Partly, if you're willing to pay that much money, then women will be interested. And Wouldn't they potentially not be interested because it implies desperation. You're going to say it implies wealth. Yeah. Well, I mean, it implies, I guess it could imply both, uh, but that would be fairly, she, a woman might think she could suss that out easily. I'm not sure if she actually could. Desperation. Uh, meaning, uh, no, uh, whether or not you ha really have the money to pay where it's just, because there, there are people for whom that would, they'd just say, ah, whatever, it's worth it. I don't care. It's just not that much money to them. Like the guy at the uh, casino who's playing in that high stakes room mm -hmm. for the for the uh, playing the, the slot machines where it's like $50 a pull. I never understand that person. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder if it's like a casino plant because it just doesn't, it's it's so stupid. <laughs> uh, I had a friend who, a former coworker who got really into the, trying to maximize comps at casinos. And okay. he would play high stakes pie gal poker and he had some strategy that wasn't for maximizing winning or anything it was just for maximizing amount of time you could play at that table without hemorrhaging cash so he had yeah, some okay. system where he's he's in the seat and apparently that's what casinos measure anyway they don't care whether right. you win or lose they know you're going to lose in the long run so they right. just want you to be in the seat and then it's up to the dealers to deal the hands fast enough um, yes. Which is something they can control. Um, yes. So anyway, maybe playing slots in the high uh, 
stakes area is some way to cheat the comp system. Yeah, the problem being that slots have a terrible payback ratio generally, so you're you're going to lose an awful lot of money. Uh, my understanding is there are slots that have good payback ratios, but the the median payback is much lower because the, the yes. payback is concentrated uh, concentrated on the jackpots, right? That's right. So you're not. Whereas in blackjack, you're not going to win. Blackjack, you have a much more even keel. That's right. Yeah. Yes, blackjack is one where you can obviously sort of play for a long period of time without losing too much. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, all right. This guy says, I liked the smell, dot, 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 of her ass. I'm well, completely and unequivocally, unequivocally disgusted with myself. I was having sex with a friend who I met weekly to explore kinks and such with one another in a safe environment, and I couldn't finish. She remembered smells turn me on. Doesn't have to be good or bad. Just smelling things usually gets me going. Well, she sat on my face, ass to nose, and proceeded to suck me off. So here we are with another ass to nose situation, Mike. Uh, oh, notice which direction she's sitting. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her ass was clean, but it still had that well after poop aroma. I don't oh, stop. If, I don't know if it was the sex, the act of the blowjob, or her taking charge, but I really got off on sniffing her asshole. Please tell me this is normal. I'm not some weird sicko. I need to pick me up. Ha ha. I think he's uh, a weird sicko. Uh, I, yeah. I'm trying I don't to understand. imagine a situation where like, I could find that arousing. I would have to be so aroused and just so just entirely smitten and obsessed with this person that even if they stank, it would arouse me. Well, I mean, I even have a, I already have a problem with with him saying he's just, a, he's, he gets aroused by smells of any yeah. kind. It doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, decomposing no. bodies, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a uh, garbage, they can't be right. And so there's something, there's, there's got to be more detail on that, obviously. <laughs> that reminds me, by the way, I, I asked a, uh, a friend the other day, I came up with this question, which we can see if you can answer it. Oh, would no. you rather, would you rather have sex with a 90 year old woman? 90 uh-huh. or a 18 year old who died an hour ago. <laughs> you don't have to answer. It's like, it's, it's just, just like a funny, this is one of those things that he waves at the NSA. Yeah. All of our conversations. Turns out. I mean, at least you said 18 and not 16. Oh uh, no, no. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is like, is like, well, one's going to have a much more attractive body, but sort of. Dead. Right. Well, yeah. Right. It's the like, the ants are starting to arrive. No, no, no. It's only an hour, or it could be like thirty minutes. But, but I okay. mean, I don't, I don't know how. No, there's no. I, I don't know enough about decomposition to be able to answer that. Um, I mean, if you're interested, whatever. We don't need to get into that. But the the uh, the that the smell thing made me think of that uh, because there obviously are smells that a person should not be aroused by. Right. So that's a little strange. Decomposing flesh being one of them. Yeah, I mean, if he's he's. I mean, I have, look, you do encounter stories from guys who like fecal bowel odors or claim to. It's really hard for me to understand because I think for sort of obvious reasons, you uh, are programmed at birth genetically probably to avoid such scents. Although, you know, dogs and other animals sniff each other's butts, but I assume that's because of like pheromones or there's some, there's some. Yeah. I think there's something there that is not analogous to humans. Right. So we're, we're missing that. Now, maybe he has a genetic trait that other people don't have. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe there's a gene that like allows you, 
Yeah. Well, no, it could just be a, a single gene that like is in the population that enables you to smell. That's not impossible. Like get, gets you where you get something out of the odor of the anus of the other person. Okay. There are some like famous, I don't know about famous, but okay. Are you aware of the, the, the like Napoleon rumor? Like apparently he wrote to Josephine home in three days, don't bathe. I've heard that before. Yeah. Now that's almost certainly fake, but we've, uh, we've talked before about, you know, men who prefer, uh, you know, a bit of aroma on their partner. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, and, the Napoleon and, thing and, could be yeah. something weird about hygiene in the 18th century or night, I guess, early. Yeah. 19th century. Who knows? I don't, so, yeah. I, I can't get in Napoleon's head, but okay. you know, there's the, <laughs> there's the used panties thing. I always just assume that's the guy wanting to sort of like fantasy. He's not, he's like fantasizing about proximity like being, to the woman's near genital. the vagina. Right. Yes. Right. Which sort of makes sense to me, but the, uh, but I think, yeah, okay. I think in the, the sales pitch for, for said panties, some women will say like, oh, I, I wore them all day, you know? So it's like accumulated the, uh, <laughs> I keep using this word aroma. Yeah. I mean, they're. I prefer to imagine that he's looking for the odor of her genitals, of her vagina, not her, of her anus. But it's hard to know, right? Uh, so yeah, it's certainly it's certainly a possible thing, but it's. Uh, I mean, the other thing is, you know, look, it's it's all in one kind of relatively compact area on the woman's body, so it's possible that like the odors are kind of moving around. It's not clear exactly what he's smelling, although he was pretty explicit. I don't know, man. Description. I think I could differentiate pussy from anus yeah i mean i just okay fair but i don't think that i'm i would be surprised it's not impossible but i'd be surprised if the same guy was like hey what i what i like to do is beat up. i have my let's say i have my girlfriend take a dump in the toilet not flush it and then i just go in there and <laughs> i just smell it and beat off and i really get a good orgasm out of that i don't think i think that would be an uncommon maybe impossible like there's so there's probably something a little <laughs> else here yeah uh, well, there's something about the naughtiness of it or something. Yeah. The what turns me on is the, the sewage treatment plant, that odor. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right. Just, like just, going by farms that have just laid down manure. It just juices uh, my cock. <laughs> oh my <laughs> they start God. dripping. Um, I don't think so. I had, I had another topic here about cleanliness. Uh, this guy says, okay. wife can only have sex if we shower before sex. It makes sex difficult. I've only been with Ooh. my wife, so I don't know how others do. My wife has a rule that she can only have sex if we have showered before. This makes it difficult to find time for sex, especially because we mm -hmm. have three young kids and busy lives. Quickies are a no because we have to have had showered just right before the sex. Not just wipe or something like that. It has to be a shower. It takes a lot of planning to make time for sex, and it sucks. But of course, want to respect her rule, but I'm curious about how common it is. So uh, there's a few things that could be going on here. She could be insecure about her own smell. She could be concerned about her partner's smell Let well she's sure. not she's Probably saying they one both of those two things or i guess the third have, thing. To have to shower yeah go ahead what's the third thing uh she basically doesn't like having sex with him and so adding this like huge barrier makes drops the count to a tolerable that one's the least amount. fun but also like more likely than people would want to acknowledge like yeah. i think that's at least 25 percent likely yeah let's drop that's that the, one from discussion yeah it's less interesting it's boring yeah. I mean, but they have, they both have to shower, right? If it was her, if she was worried about her own cleanliness, then mm -hmm. she would probably just want herself to shower. Right. Right. Yeah. I dated someone like this in my twenties. Um, 
she would have to shower and shave herself. Otherwise, she didn't feel comfortable. But she didn't insist that you do anything in particular. No, she, that she was apparently okay with my hygiene. Yeah. I mean, it could be also the, a way for the, the woman might be saying that he has terrible hygiene. She could be. Yeah. That in some ways that's more <laughs> likely, I think, because she's requiring, like right. the, story, the story you told suggests a woman who's insecure about her own hygiene or whatever. Right. But this story sounds like it's the guy because I don't, because yeah. And then she says, well, I need to shower as well because that is a way to deflect. Yeah. I think that's to my, I think that's like the most likely explanation there. So yeah, nosing around in the comments here, curious if she likes him to go down on her. If she doesn't, that might imply something more about her own insecurities, but he doesn't, nobody asked and he didn't respond anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. But anyway, it appears that there is quite a spectrum here of people's cleanliness. Uh, I think like, I think I definitely tend more toward the, I would rather both of us have showered recently side of the equation. Like that's better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, some people I think have this fetish about like having sex, like right after somebody gets back from a run or something. I don't, I don't really have that. I mean, I don't understand. How, like I, maybe most people haven't run enough to do this, but like if you smell the crotch as a guy of mm-hmm. your shorts after you run, it's not great. No, it's, it's not. It's actually surprisingly bad. It's not great. <laughs> it's like, I, like, because I don't, I don't think I'm a particularly smelly person. I'm not. Yeah. No, but you're that, not. You don't, you don't perspire that much. No, but that smell is really fucked up. Like, I don't <laughs> really understand what's going on there. Like, is it, is it poop? I don't really know what the odor is. No, completely. it's not poop. It's just concentrated sweat. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I yeah, think so it's, it's just, the equivalent of armpit odor. It just uh, collates there, or I don't know what the word is. Coalesces. Coalesces. Yeah. Collects. The, the, yeah, collects know. the rivulets. All yes. Get focused there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, this person says, "My boyfriend wouldn't masturbate in front of me. I, an 18-year-old female, have a boyfriend. He's also 18. We're both new to this, and we've only had sex a few times." We were just chilling in his room and I asked to see him masturbate to do it, pretending I'm not there. I was just curious mm. what it looks like when he gets himself off. I told him not to come though, because I'll do that. He went for like 10 seconds, then said it felt a bit weird and didn't want to continue. He said, me just sitting at the end of the bed watching him do that felt really weird to him. I don't get it. Why isn't he comfortable with that? All I get out of him is it feels weird. <laughs> okay, Why isn't so, he comfortable with that? She's 18, so let's forgive her uh, confusion about this. But Right. Uh, she wouldn't be comfortable doing that either, probably. I mean, unless... Well... I, I think it would... Yeah. I think she would be. That's why she's so confused about why he is. Maybe like, she would be. She might just think she would be also. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty aggressive. Right. Yeah, I don't want to be watched masturbating. Have you ever done that? I think we've talked about this before. No. Okay. I haven't. I don't I've not think I have either. You know, maybe like the very beginning of a sexual encounter has been some sort of mutual mutual masturbation. I don't think so. Hang on a second. Are you saying that during sexual encounters you don't touch your penis with your hand? No, I do. I mean, that happens, of okay. course. Okay. And what, when it happens, is it, is it uh, just repositioning it or is it uh, pleasuring yeah, yourself? You might be pleasuring yourself while you're switching positions or something. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's normal, I think. I think that, yeah, that our, our experience here is sort of similar. But yeah, th- this is more of a clinical situation, right? It's like a, <laughs> some sort of, it's like a masturbation equivalent of a colonoscopy. She wants to just watch and see what happens at all phases. I think that, I, like, there are a few things. I agree with the guy that it would feel kind of weird. Um, it's uh, maybe embarrassing. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you'd be worried that it, you wouldn't be able to nut to ejaculate I, yeah i'm not sure about that well you might have stage generally fright. yeah generally if i'm not feeling comfortable and safe or whatever uh it's harder to orgasm i don't normally try to masturbate when i'm not feeling comfortable and safe and oh, so i think i told this i might not have told the story okay hang on a second one time in college one time in college i did have an experience with this hang on okay okay, okay this is this is a decent it's not <laughs> did that you just but it's decent. unrepress a memory here no i just right, forgot <laughs> okay it was no it's not repressed um so my girlfriend and i decided to do this and she she faked her orgasm and admitted to it afterward Maybe this is why I'm so insecure about fake. Like I get, I get so like animated about fake orgasm. Questions. Anyway, I need more yeah. details. Did you know she was? Did you suspect she was faking at the time? No. How soon after no. did she tell you? Really soon. Like we were still lying there in bed, and she like started giggling or something, and then oh, sort of embarrassed. They told me. No, no, oh. no. It wasn't like ha ha. I fooled you. It was like right. Maybe giggling's the wrong word, but like she she wanted to come clean immediately put it that way that's and i i remember being kind of upset that, it's actually uh, better yeah. that she came clean immediately you know oh, yeah yeah you that's don't right want to uh we were talking about trading ai algorithms before we started recording here but like yeah you don't want to train your boyfriend on not orgasming you want to train him on on positive conversions i mean it was it is concerning though in general that she was able to simulate that effectively it then immediately makes you wonder like i, I didn't at the time i should have but I did not at the time wonder like, oh, does this, what does this mean about all the other quote unquote orgasms that she's had when we're together? Like I should have thought that. Um, yeah. Maybe it was, maybe what she was, I've thought that, yeah, I've thought before maybe what she was doing was like trying to indicate to me that she fakes all the time. And it was like a way to talk about that. And then I got upset or I didn't get really seriously upset, but I didn't like it. And maybe that caused her to stop what, talking about that. What are the reasons to fake orgasms? Like pressure. But if men, I mean, men can usually fairly reliably orgasm. And after they orgasm, most men are fine with the sexual encounter being over. Not all. I mean, you, I mean, I very frequently have seen in porn uh, and seen discussions outside Mm -hmm. of porn of this where guys take great pride in the orgasms they give, say things like, oh, did you come yet? Are you going to come? Like, this is a really yeah. common trope, right? Guys yeah. kind of being pushy about that and they want the woman to come. And so it's, I think yeah, if I, you're not pushing her at all, then she's much less likely to fake one. I think I overweight on the other side of that. Like, I don't say things like, oh, I really want you to come for me. Yeah, I, I feel that way now, but-, but Because I, I don't want to put I, pressure on them, right? Sure. Like, I know, yeah. But going back to college, I don't know. Like it's, sure. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't tell you whether I put pressure or not. I, I, if I had to guess, I would guess I did, because I think that's probably the normal default behavior of a guy is to sort of value your partner's orgasm, be excited by it, and sort of wonder to, and so and to say shit to her like, 
you know, are you, are you getting close or something? You know, these dirty talk things you want to say, and I bet I did that only now with like a lot more right. wisdom. Do I know that that's actually a really, it's a really bad set of shit to say. Like young men should not say things like that because you're, you're going down the fake orgasm path and it's not right. great. Right. Um, it's, and I, I mean, if, if, if you talk about it and she's like, oh yeah, that turns me on. I like that. Okay, fine. Like right. that's good. Some women like, uh, they'll have like a encouragement or praise kink Yeah, and they, you know, yeah. But, so see, anyway, so yes, I had this experience and it was, and, and also it was, I would say it was, so it was mutual masturbation. It was an embarrass. it was embarrassing too, because I then had to cope with the truth that I was there going through the entire process of ar- arousal and orgasm. And she was basically just doing nothing. Right. She was like reading a book basically. I mean, you know, yeah, she was f- faking the whole, not the whole, I mean, she was faking an important part of it, which made yeah. it so there was an asymmetry that bothered me. Yeah. I wonder... Yeah, I wonder why she felt compelled to fake. She probably My just guess, didn't feel yeah. comfortable masturbating in, in front of you. And so that's right. She, she felt comfortable enough to pantomime masturbating in front of you, but not to like actually. But importantly, I would not at all rule out the possibility that actually she always faked orgasms and she was trying to start yeah. a conversation about that. I actually think like that's more than 10% likely. Huh. Even, yeah, I just think it is. Oh, I think it has to be. I think it has to be, right? <laughs> that like that I think that has to be a, a reasonably probable assumption even though like it's I don't like saying that because it's like embarrassing for me. But Right. Yeah. You should you should dig up her old email and be like, "Hey, it's Mike from 40 years ago." <laughs> <laughs> I've been really perseverating on this lately. <laughs> Do you want to come on to my sex podcast to discuss? <laughs> be good. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, the funny part would be if it were, I, I don't know what her status is, but it would, it would be a funny thing if, um, if she, if she like, when I contacted her, she thought like, oh, I was interested in like rekindling something right. just right. to find out that I just know, no, I'm not interested in you. I don't want to hear your life story. No, I don't care about your kids. I just want to know about this one incident. That's right. <laughs> and, and I want to know the, like exact specifics around this one incident. Feels like a uh, Seinfeld plot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she probably doesn't <laughs> even remember Mike who. Uh, oh, yeah, highly well. I it, no, it would people actually, remember people remember sex partners. It's not that I would ones. like to know. I would be interested in having like a spreadsheet given to me. Maybe this is what happens when you die. Uh, you get a spreadsheet <laughs> say just telling me which women faked and which ones didn't. That would be interesting. I'd be like, oh, I'm sure at least one partner that I had, I've had in my life, did consistently fake. I just don't I, know which one. I have a spreadsheet of all of my partners oh yeah and i've how uh I've how, wanted... how, would, how is do you have to use like the uh the uh, <laughs> extended like, rows function yeah because you know excel only goes up to sixty four thousand rows <laughs> right right uh yeah so far i haven't run into that limit uh, okay. but i i've thought about adding a column for whether or not they orgasm but i don't want to so i feel like this having the spreadsheet is already degenerate enough and if anybody ever found it, it it's already gonna like cause some issues. But uh yeah, like I don't know. Would adding this column access. would adding this column matter? No, I mean the problem is that you don't know. I mean my, my issue would be you No, don't no, know no, no. Kind of I know. But the, yeah, the what made me think of it is it's whether I think I think they had an orgasm. Well it's oh, could you go back and forensically remember for each one? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, that's that not, not actually helpful. Yeah. I mean, it would be certainly interesting if you could go back and ask a number of them. I would definitely be interested in that data. 
very interested in that data. If you had like, if you picked a representative sample of like 10 yeah. and like asked them to be as honest as possible. But you realize, realize there, there's, there's always this remaining problem of like, uh, does she know what an orgasm is? Right. They might be misidentifying what an orgasm right. is. And that's, then I, that's just too complicated. Yeah, this only, girl in college, God knows. if a woman tells you she faked, that probably means that she knows what a real orgasm is. So there's that. So huh. actually, maybe that augurs in favor That's of this uh, college girlfriend having game real theoretic orgasm. observation. Yeah. Yes. The woman who doesn't know what one is never fakes one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a good point. All right, let's move on. Uh, this person says, uh, "What do you do when you're craving to have sex, don't like the idea of hookups, and don't masturbate?" It's really weird to explain, so bear with me. LOL. Hmm. But I haven't had sex since like November of last year. I've only had sex in long-term relationships. I've downloading dating apps such as Tinder and Bumble, and I can't find myself feeling any urges to have sex with these men on there. I'm not sure why. I may find them decent looking, but not enough to want to have sex with them. But now I'm like single. I don't masturbate or have interest in doing so, but I crave having sex. What an odd dilemma. And I haven't even hit the big O either way, but I still just crave it anyways. So... I am stunned by her lack of curiosity. Like, how do you get to be an adult and not have had an orgasm? Like, you know what an orgasm is. You know, it's it's a big part of our culture. It comes up on every television show. Mm -hmm. Surely you know that there is this thing that people describe as the most pleasurable possible physical experience you can have. I don't think it's the most pleasurable possible. I think I think there's a drug that's more pleasurable. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. The, the the first ten minutes of a fentanyl trip, maybe. Fentanyl, I didn't when I, I had it for a surgery, but I didn't find that that pleasurable. But I think there are probably other ones that are that kind are of euphoric. Euphoric, yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay, it's yeah, it's 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 around there, and it and it has no downsides, right? I mean, there's no. It's, <laughs> it's not like, like you're going to get addicted. Like fentanyl, <laughs> right? Uh, you can't get a process. Actually, I can confirm. Say that to to orgasms. Mm -hmm. What is? Sorry, what? what I think the cost? longest I've gone without having an orgasm since I was like twelve or thirteen is a week. <laughs> that's not an. That's. I mean, that's like saying you're addicted to eating food or breathing. I think I am addicted to both of those things. I, I, I okay, enjoy, well, I enjoy them both. Yeah. Okay. This is a pedantic discussion. Yeah, I think that the definition about the word addiction. Um, Okay, but yeah, I completely agree with you. I think it's odd. She obviously could solve this for under $50, probably under $30 on Amazon by buying a vibrator. Right. Uh, let's Yeah, let's assume that she, she has some reason she doesn't masturbate. I don't know. Okay, hold on. There's yes, a, there's, I agree. There's an edit here. Maybe I should. Uh, she says, this post blew up. Wow, I can't respond to every single person, but thank you for all the suggestions. I do want to add that I do infrequently masturbate by grinding at the edge of my bed with panties on. I'd say I do this maybe twice a month. And that's the only thing I actually enjoy, exclamation point. I actually prefer doing this over attempting to try with a vibrator. However, the sensation I get just goes away eventually, and I have no interest in, in going on. I'll maybe do this for like five minutes max until the feeling stops. I'm not even feeling aroused or anything. I just do it because I like that feeling. I prefer the edge of my bed over a pillow because I like the firmness of my bed, if that makes sense. I'll definitely try to explore more because when I do happen to have sex again with a guy one day, I'd hopefully be able to understand myself a bit more. Okay, so this reminds me of my sleeping bag experience. We haven't <laughs> talked about the sleeping bag in 
50 episodes or so but yeah okay uh, yeah famously my first orgasm was by like uh, straddling a sleeping bag and uh, you know using it to like stroke the underside of my cock and yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our listeners just don't gross. have the video but mike is is uh repulsed by this discussion um, yes and i remember yeah like i i had probably you know i had ex- explored touching myself before and you know had pleasurable experiences but i was able to use that strategy to sort of get myself over the top and i bring it up because this woman is describing things that sound like could be pleasurable, but she's just not able to, you know, commit to the bit. Yeah. Well, it's really common for women to the, yeah, the, the thing she's describing isn't, it's very common for women to be reluctant to push themselves over the edge and actually orgasm. Are they worried? I mean, are they worried they're going to pee? Like what is that's one thing? That's one thing you hear. Another thing is just like they, they, the sensations freak them out or they like it too intense or something like that, which is just, yeah, they don't know what the response feels like. They don't know. Right. They don't know what to expect, and so they're they're afraid of it. This woman, though, actually seems to be but, saying that she, she just has no desire to go on. It doesn't like the feeling just goes away. Well, right? she's Which probably could, not. Yeah. She's probably not leaning into it. She's leaning out from it. Yeah, and also, I mean, she's not. She's not turned on. She's not aroused by anything. Right. I mean, that's not that surprising for a woman. Like men, women don't. Women's sexual response often is more complicated than men's. And so it doesn't it, like just looking maybe, at a picture doesn't get them there. Maybe this is part of why so many women are so submissive. They they need to almost be forced to get over this edge. Forced orgasm, Keith? Is that what you no, mean? No, but they're they, they like that. they like the sort of loss of control that comes with being submissive. Yeah, I mean they do. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think this is out loud why. I don't think this is why they like that. I think that's just a thing they like because it's the role. If there are yeah. any more, like it yeah. just makes sense for women to prefer that in most cases. Yeah. But the, uh, the, yeah, I don't think that, it, I don't think that it's, it's okay. A couple of things. Forced orgasm porn is a, is a type of porn that I do not like. Are you familiar with forced orgasm porn? No. Okay. So it's, I don't like it because it's very clearly in my opinion, fake, but essentially they tie a woman down and then like apply a vibrator to her clit, you know, okay. in, quote unquote, quote unquote against her will. You know, not oh, really. Uh, and then she's forced to have an orgasm, which is like, I, it's an interesting question, actually. I would be interested. I don't, I've never read uh, any study or anything on this, whether what percentage of women can be forced to have an orgasm. You do, you do hear st- uh, stories of anecdotal reports of women orgasming while being sexually assaulted. So I assume they, you know, that's kind of being forced. They don't want to right. uh, have that response then. So I imagine that it's not 0%, but I would imagine it's a low percentage of women who, can, who can't just turn off uh, that. And I think it's similar for men. I don't know. Do you think somebody could force you to have an orgasm? Yeah, I was just going through that thought experiment while you were talking there. Uh, conceptually, yes. But generally, I could just reposition myself slightly to change the sensation so that... So I think it goes without saying to force you to have an orgasm would have to be a very attractive young woman. Right. Probably. That would not. Okay. So let's assume we have that. Let's assume we have a very young, very available, very into you seeming woman. Right. What would, what would she do to force? So you're, you don't want to. So let's assume she ties you up or something. I mean, yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think the most reliable way to get me to orgasm is probably a sleeping bag. 
Well, no, she it's would... it's probably a more dominant position for myself. So it's probably doctor. Good callback. Uh, so it's probably doggy style or missionary. But like, you can't really force me to do that. So so she okay. would have to she would have to be on top. And I can mm, orgasm. Yeah, I can orgasm with a woman on top, but it's not my I guess pref- you know favorite. And so. I mean, she could do it. It's possible. It's just, it would be true. Okay. So hang on a sec. I want to understand this. So in your, in your situation here, you're imagining that she would have to put her, she would have to do PIV sex with you to force you to orgasm. Oh, I see. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not judging that. I'm just making sure I understand the scenario because well, I, I, that, that is where my mind went, but yeah, I yeah. suppose there are other options. But those wouldn't work at all. You, you're, if you were getting a blow or a hand job or something like that, you think you could just completely control. You could will yourself not to orgasm. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't. Genuinely I don't think know a hand myself. job is. I, she would have to be, you know, very skilled. It's possible, but I think I think the amount of skill required to give me sexual pleasure from PIV is lower than for a what if, hand, hand job or a blow job. What if she very convincingly? acted the part of wanting you to paint her face white as one says. Yeah. yeah I mean with that maybe. I do like the the feeling of blowjobs. Yeah. Because <laughs> well know, I mean but she's like, like she's being, like that. But it would be okay. So yeah, I think I would say maybe for me as well. I think it's possible, but it would yeah, but men are in the typically in the more dominant role. I, I generally like think this for forced orgasm thing is not really a thing too much. Yeah. Uh a vibrator makes it more plausible to me. But I still don't particularly enjoy that kind of porn because it's, it seems so fake. Yeah, I think for women that masturbate often, they have their sort of like go-to vibrator and they know exactly where to hit the spot. For someone like that, maybe a forced orgasm is a little bit more in play. But yeah, generally, I agree with your intuition here. Right. Um, okay, but here you have a woman who is uh, just not, I don't know. Possibly, I mean, she's it's like on the afraid. border of seeming asexual. I just, I just can't imagine. Like, I wonder how long I was able to have an orgasm before I did. Ten minutes. I mean, I'm joking here, but like, yeah, I think something changes in like the male body, whereby they start producing semen or something. I think a, I think you can have an orgasm pretty young. Really. Yes. There's just not sperm in it. Well, yes, there would there wouldn't be, but but the, I think that the, I think that the or is there the, some not much or how does it work? Well, there would be a point. There'd be an age where there would be none. Okay, uh, I have a friend. I mean, this is a really complicated topic uh, for obvious oh, reasons. Okay, but I have a friend who careful well, here. It's because you're dealing with children. <laughs> but I have a friend, a male friend, yeah. who told me that when he first started beating off, I don't know exactly what age he was claiming to have been. Mm-hmm. But he remembered masturbating and nothing coming out. And having an orgasm? Yes. And that surprised me because I thought because I did not have that experience. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean the way the way I would characterize my experience is that I just wasn't interested before a certain point in my life. And so that's kind of consonant with what this woman is saying. She's just not actually that interested. And so you're saying you can't understand someone not being interested. And it's like, well, I, I mean, think I bet you, You've never had like a, a situation where you're in your life where like sex, where your sex drive went to zero? Yeah, I have. Okay. So she's just constantly in that situation of, with, with regard to the sex drive, not 
I'm sure when you had that happen, there were other things well, going on that weren't I mean, great. But the like, first yeah. sentence of her question, though, is what do you do when you're craving to have sex? Don't like the idea of hookups and don't masturbate. It's like she's craving something. Well, some sort of emotional connection. But it's but I, like this is the thing is that like a sex, yeah. sex drive ultimately is about like wanting to experience sexual pleasure and typically is going to involve an orgasm. You know, right. That's what a sex drive is. So, But you could have sort of like a, a relationship drive, a, a drive to partner with somebody. And that makes sense to me that a woman would have that drive sometimes and not have a sex drive. Is it something time. more like driving toward wanting like a back massage or something? Like she really wants a back massage? She just wants somebody to like pay attention to her and like you know, <laughs> be there with her. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's right. I mean, it's, <laughs> she wants to be in a couple. She wants to be, to have a boyfriend, right? What, like, what are the motivations that women have there? Yeah. I mean, she might also have some latent physical thing that she doesn't quite understand. That's probably right. That's probably right. I just think that it's not dominant. And yeah. and I can understand it. To your point, this is mostly to your point of not being able to understand somebody not being curious. It is confusing. I think that I think there's a point in life where some where, where basically every person would be so curious they would try to have an orgasm. Right. But I could see a person delaying it because they just don't they're, they don't they're not in not not up for sex right then. Yeah. Just like a child does. I mean, a prepubescent child just has no interest. But but like intellectually, at some point, they would become, well, at some point they mature. But like if, if, if they didn't for whatever reason, eventually every person as an adult would become curious. Just like, hey, can I have this sensation? You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I already said this, but I feel like almost as soon as I could have an orgasm, I did. And what, what makes you so sure of that? Because you tried- I, I, repeatedly I, not. before I mean, that it moment a, it was a long time ago i don't remember i do for me the <laughs> <laughs> Go on. for me the uh the the key thing was that i didn't understand what i should do and there wasn't i didn't enough. either yeah uh, until okay. i found that, the sleeping bag <laughs> right so that was it was just that so i had like an urge i would get erections i would be so i would have like uh fantasies i would fantasize stuff like that I'd for like, sure oh, i didn't i remember i just, didn't exactly know what i was fantasizing about though oh i did <laughs> oh 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 in the sense that i yes that's true i didn't know i would fantasize about like women but i didn't know or girls but i didn't know that i was supposed to be fantasizing about putting my penis in their vagina if that's right. like, or in like stroking you know if, i didn't know the mechanics of it because if i know the mechanics i could have simulated them with my hand i just didn't know right what 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 to simulate so it took right. a, some period of time for me to deduce that Yes. Okay. I had the same experience. And the way that I deduced it was oh, no. that someone, uh, no, 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 nothing bad happened. Somebody, <laughs> uh, I remember this, somebody that I knew, I don't remember who it was, uh, was trying to indicate that something that, it, that someone had said was just silly and whatever. And they made the jerking off motion with their hand. Uh. And I was like in my bed as one is as a teenager, kind of like fantasizing and thinking. And I was like, huh. I wonder why people make that motion. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, like but one of, and I realized you're people, like really excited for like eighth period so you can go home and try. Well, no, I was in bed when I, well, that, I don't know the details of exactly when I thought, but I, I it yeah. just, it, 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 the, and, and people of course nowadays would say that's so silly, you know, couldn't you just watch porn? Well, this was a little bit before, not massively, yeah. before, but a little bit before porn became available. I, well, and I had, I had access to like porn, but it was like stills and they were, exactly. they, were on, they were on BBSs. So they were kind of like Playboy or Penthouse at best. Yes. I had that like, stuff, but it didn't, you, there's like a little bit of a mechanical element that you need to 
right. have revealed you. And it's much more so for women because oh, like, yeah, yeah, there's not a whole lot of, I mean, nowadays, of course, you could go on Pornhub and find a woman masturbating, but it's not the most popular porn video. You'd have to sort of search around for it to right. find like a believable orgasm or a woman. Because I mean, a woman, that's the other issue with like forced orgasms or just generally vibrators on women in porn is it's boring because they just sit there, they lie there with this thing on them. It's great for them, but it's not, it just doesn't make good video. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. I, I think she should really try masturbating. <laughs> she should get a vibrator. Yes. Yeah. I think for most women, a vibrator kind of overcomes that. Uh, it, it's intense enough that they can yeah, get I think there. it's. I think the feeling is so good. I think there isn't really a good analog for men. Maybe PFC. Oh, it's supposed to be something up your butt, but we've discussed that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on. My wife, a 32-year-old, said I, a 35-year-old, can receive oral from other women. Uh, a few days ago, my wife and I were out for some drinks and friends and both ended up getting pretty wasted. Wasted enough that I don't remember how this came up, but what I do remember is she said she wouldn't care if I got head from another woman as long as there was no kissing or intercourse. Okay, well, that's the null set of situations, but let's, let's go on. I recall being slightly upset, offended, confused, and her reassuring me that as long as it was, his head was all, it was, she was fine with this. This might sound cool fantasy-wise, but it has been haunting me every day since. Obviously, a sober conversation is needed for actual clarity on this matter. What's your stance on this? We've been together for 10 years, married for less than one, and I just can't wrap my head around being okay with someone you love do this man this guy's grammar maybe this topic is better suited for a relationship sub but i'll guess i'll try here first uh, edit for okay. additional information just thought it was necessary to add that this is never something i would suggest seek or pursue just simply trying to dissect the motive or reasoning behind someone bringing up something of this nature okay i, I mean i included this because the sort of scaffolding that people erect around morality is kind of wild. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know why his wife proposed this. Uh, the, the no kissing and no intercourse thing. So like, what does she even imagine? For starters, she was just drunk. Maybe just, she, I'm sure she didn't mean this. Um, Probably. I mean, what's, well, there are other things you could do besides kiss and do intercourse. Hmm. That's true. It's interesting that those are the lines. I mean, I can, okay. The lines that I've seen drawn, kissing is a common one. Okay? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, pretty, it was, like, wait, wait, was it Pretty Woman where she wouldn't kiss her Johns? Or was that sound, some other? That sounds familiar. Okay. But yeah, that's a common thing. Uh, and then the other one is where the guy places his semen is often like a restriction. Yeah, yeah. Um, intercourse fully is a little bit less common. I don't know. Because yeah, at some point you're just basically saying you're saying you well you can go to a strip club, right? I, yeah, I mean at maximum. So, I mean, for starters, I mean he added that that edit. I'm not sure I believe him. He was like, just thought it was necessary to add. This is never something I would suggest, seek, or pursue. It's like, uh, I think the gentleman doth protest too much. I think that <laughs> I think that almost all men. Or uh, yeah, more than seventy-five percent of men would seek and pursue this, or, or like would be interested. Yeah, I think he worried that she would see this, and he should worry because the it, first paragraph is like, 
reads as if he's obsessed with this and tried to figure out whether he should go for it. Yeah. Uh, but, and then he adds this edit, which he probably added so that he could show his like partner later or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but I mean, it, yeah, I mean, the communication about this would probably be better generally if they were able to be on, if he were able to be honest about the fact that basically any guy wants to do this. I don't, I mean, I understand that it must be difficult for women. Women have to confront the reality that guys are not, don't want to do fidelity for the most part. Yeah. I don't know how that experience goes for women. I've tried to have honest conversations about this with some of my longer term partners and it just always goes badly. They just get upset and it's pretty fucking upsetting. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, the con- which, what's the conversation that you've tried that upsets them? Is it, Do you suggest uh, uh, opening no, relationships? No, no, no. Okay. I don't think opening relationships is a good idea with people who, with women who want to have a monogamous relationship. It's just. Right. They'll be so upset. So like, even if you can somehow cajole or coerce them into agreeing to let you fuck other people. They will be so upset that the relationship is ruined anyway. So agreed, should just, agreed. like, it's just not. Um, yes. But no, like I, I've tried to have realistic conversations about how, uh, yeah. My, just how they like, feel about it? No, something more like my sexual attraction to them will wane over time. <laughs> that, I mean, how would you, what, what is the personality in your mind of a woman who would tolerate that conversation? <laughs> Uh, what would have to be going on in her mind? Like, oh yeah, that's true. I can't imagine not constantly thinking about that as a woman, like feeling my attraction slowly slipping away as I go through my twenties and thirties. I, I I would think about it constantly, and I, would I think feel, they do. So then, why is it so painful to have an, an honest conversation about that? Uh, because there's like a fantasy. Well, okay. There's a couple of things. First of all, I think they the, the proof that they do is just the cosmetics industry and so forth. Like, I mean, it's clearly evidenced that that this is a, a hot a thing topic. they know about. Yeah. In a relationship setting, there is a presupposition that you uh, are operating on a different level from that. So you're, you know, you're, our connection no. is deeper than that. It's spiritual. We're each other's soulmate or something. Well, it's I, a, I aspire to have a relationship like that. <laughs> But okay, I would like it to be uh, the case that I am forever maximally attracted to my partner. But give me a fucking break. That's well, not, the like l- lying on. about that isn't useful. The maybe it is actually. Maybe it's better to lie. Okay, I think that I think that the problem here is that they rightly deduce that when you have that conversation with them, you're basically signaling to them that you're not that into them. <sighs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because they think to themselves, oh, if I were if 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 we were a better match, if I were better whatever, then he wouldn't think that. Then he wouldn't uh Yeah. I mean, uh, this is getting deeper than I generally like to get on this podcast. But yeah, like maybe I'm almost like sabotaging the relationship by saying something like that. But probably, uh, but I mean it's like, you could uh, be being I, honest at the same time. Ideally, your sort of mental and emotional connection to someone grows as your physical connection weakens. And I think that's just sort of the natural, that's the natural course of affairs. And you sort of hope that that's what happens, 
but that's the but, point. That's the point you're trying to make. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's not possible for you to just to. Uh... Okay, yes. here's what I would say about that. Here's what I would say about that. I think that the more common thing that goes on is that the the maturing adult male brain indexes less strongly on like maximum attract, physical attraction yeah maximum and, and 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 this is an important thing i want to say i think a lot of that has to do with having kids because when you're around when you're around like teenage girls they become less attractive that's something that i've noticed <laughs> they do because you're not so lame yes that's right that's right because yeah. it's because you because in your mind you're putting the brain of like an intelligent person into the well, yeah, it's like, you know, video you're, see, you're masturbating. We all see movies where like the young women are, you know, nuclear physicists and also 12 out of 10s. But that's not what's going on. Instead, it's, it's it's very, they're just people that you can barely talk to and they don't know anything. I mean, even if they're like have a high IQ or something, it doesn't matter because they just don't know anything. And it's, which can be alluring, I guess, because then they look up to you and they want to learn from you and stuff. So, okay. But it's, it always has that dynamic to it. And so they don't feel like a peer. Um, and so I think naturally that's, that kind of makes up for it. But if you don't interact with people that age very much, then yeah, it, it, it could remain this kind of fantasy and right. you remember people of that age when you were that age. And so you think, right. oh, wow. Yeah, you weren't able to perceive that they were stupid. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know in terms of, uh, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You're, you're basically saying that women don't want to have that. The reason they don't want to have that conversation is because they don't think you're just, you're, that you're making a philosophical point. They think you're making a point about them, I think. Right? It's not, yeah, the point you're trying to make is philosophical is that like, look, like yeah, I guess. no female's attractiveness goes up after like age 18. <laughs> and so you're, you're interested in like coping or like sort of I modulating just would, that. I would like to have like, uh, I would really like to interrogate women about what that feels like because I'm really curious about it. Like, I feel like, I guess I'm sort of lucky in the sense I've sort of grown in attractiveness as I've aged. Like, maybe my like raw attractiveness is a little bit lower, but like relative to other people my age, I think it's gone up. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so I just haven't really had to face that thing that I think most women face, which is over time, they can just feel that people treat them differently and you know, their, their, you know, pretty privilege sort of fades. And I think it's a really interesting thing to think about. And I would like to have conversations about it, but it's, it's such a fraught topic, um, especially with really? your own. I think it is. Maybe, maybe it's fraught with your own partner. Like I could speak abstractly with other women about it, but not your own partner. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, they don't want too much, too much reality to intrude in your conversations, I guess. It seems it seems like a valid topic, and it's something. I mean, it's a little bit. I think for asking a woman about it is a little bit like uh, asking a fish what how the water feels today or whatever, because it's just such to them the, uh, yeah, it's just it's completely a part of their life. Like it's not, it's a basic fundamental. It's like it's it's a little bit like asking a woman what it's like not to have a penis. It's like, well, yeah, it just I've never is. had a penis, so I don't know. So it's like, yeah, they no. Don't, They've always known that this that they had like this time period when they could reproduce and that there was like this maximum attractiveness. This is a thing that's very clear to women. They know it. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I, every I just, woman knows that like the I'm point push of back on this. is make you, you look long, younger. Go ahead. 
I'm going to push back on this a bit. Like I was not uh, very attractive growing up. Like I was sort of skinnier, but also like a bit fatter because I wasn't in shape. Um, like I was more lanky or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I didn't have my, my hair figured out yet. And I, I didn't dress the way I dress. But in any way, in any case, yeah, like I, I've had like some sort of like growth and attractiveness of as I've aged. And I think I could say some sort of interesting things about like how I've been able to change my experience, how I've been able to feel my experience in the world change because of that. Um, so. But that's an unusual experience, see? Like that's yeah, not the that's experience true. that a, right, a, most men become sort of linearly. Well, that's not right. They become more slowly, but I would say linearly less attractive uh, up yeah. to a certain age. And then it gets worse. Then yeah. it happens all at once. And yeah. women, it's uh, linear probably, but uh, steeper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. So I don't, I don't envy that part of the female experience at all. I'm That's a little the, surprised you can't have a, a, get someone into a real conversation. I just don't know what you would expect to learn. I mean, it's just sort of, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a good thought experiment is someone like Allie. Like, do you think she would be comfortable talking about it? No. <laughs> And she's pretty comfortable talking about most things. So it probably wouldn't be her favorite topic ever. I mean, she probably would, but it probably wouldn't be like, yeah, she's, she's a good sport uh, in rhetorical combat generally, but yeah. I mean, cause implicit in that is you're going to like, like no woman is going to love having like a conversation about her attractiveness, (laughs) even like no matter what, uh, where you are. Well, especially under the like auspices of it having gone down. That too. Yeah. But it's it's not that that's necessarily the case, Ali. If you're listening, (laughs) Uh, anyway, that'll do it for this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. Uh, We always like getting feedback, uh, especially negative feedback, since that's something we can act on and try to get better. And also, it's sort of fun to hear what terrible things we said. We pay ten dollars for any feedback we receive, uh, even if it's short and lazy. So uh, if you want to send us feedback, send it to ymmvpod at gmail.com. You can also ask us questions there. If you want us to not use your question on the air, say so. Or if you you just want to send us a cock ring, someone's sending us a cock ring. I saw that. Yeah. Thanks for uh, staying on top of that. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, ymmvpod at gmail.com is the address for everything. Um, Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week on Your Mileage May Vary.
Je vais et je reviens Je me retiens Non 